Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com! Yeah, yeah! What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is November 29th. This is The Hump. Special edition of The Hump. At 4 p.m. Eastern, this stream will continue. Jeremy Lambert will hop on. And he will host the Shaza McKenzie SRS very serious media call ahead of Black Label Pros Slamilton. I'm sure this won't get hate watched a ton. I'm sure <laughs> that people will be completely normal about it. Uh, we got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, it's it's been a long week. Has it ever? And uh, oh, are you going to get cheered this weekend, Sean? You're going to be the supreme babyface in that matchup. I'm, I'm going to do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> That would Come be on, excellent. you guys! That'd Let me hear ya! I'm gonna do one of those. Uh, remember Hacksaw Duggan? He used to stomp his foot when he did it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> back Shaza up to the corner. And I'm gonna do one of these. <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! That's what I'm gonna do? I'm super baby face right here. Super, um, super. I mean, this this show. You know, we we got about an hour. We've already got a bunch of super chats, humper chats. There's a topic really a topic and they kind of get will get rolled in but um it's cm punk and we got some people asking about other stuff which we will obviously get to but cm punk is the topic of conversation today again yeah yeah and did, did you notice hunter on the on the media scrum the survivor Series media scrum he says something along the lines of cm punk is the kind of guy people are talking about him all the time you know he said it's that true yeah we've for how long have we been 
like it, it became a running joke where at the start of a podcast, I'd be like, oh, we got some CM Punk stuff to talk about again. It's been quite, quite interesting because for the first really five years of Fightful, he wasn't talked about. Even yes. when he was in the UFC, there wasn't like a lot of talk about him yes. per se. I mean, him fighting, okay. Well, then we saw, you know, how that worked out and it wasn't good. But um, I, he's he's there. I mean, I think he was, I think he fought within the first couple of months of Fightful. And then uh, September 2016. And by then we, we knew what the case was going to be. We knew that, but... Mm-hmm. Man, lots of stuff to talk about with CM Punk. And it's so funny because you and I, I even isolated a clip to say, listen, this is what we are and aren't reporting. And man, people people just aren't. Uh, I want them to read the source material. But I will say this. Very good for Fightful Business is <laughs> CM Punk. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing. He's very polarizing. There's a lot of layers to his return, and I want to tackle them one by one because this is a good opportunity to uh, to to tackle all the stuff and ask you questions. So, so let's start off the top. So Saturday night, I'm watching Survivor Series. Punk comes out, and the way my brain works, the very first thing that entered my mind was did Hunter confer with the locker room veterans? That's the very first thing I thought of because in the ring, you got Rollins, you got Orton, you got Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. That's the first thing I thought of. And uh, uh, we've learned now that apparently he did have a chance to talk to the guys that were in the main briefly. event. Briefly, briefly. right? And he Rollins, clued them in. He, he didn't confer with them. He clued them in. Right, right, right. Rollins, it looks like, was working an angle uh, when he was at yeah. ringside with Cole. But do you have anything to add to this as far as the, you know, who knew or the talent reaction? Because I asked you off the air the other day, Drew McIntyre, there's reports that he stormed out of the building, but he's still working every show. So um, what have you heard about all this? Well, he's he's a pro and I'll have an update on that this week. But there was some element of it that was punk related because he had communicated some of his concerns. And it wasn't that he wasn't told. It's that he was lied to about it. And there's a difference in not being told and being lied to is to my understanding. If it's a possibly we don't know anything can happen as opposed to no, absolutely not, which is what tons of top talent were told. That's what had some of that talent frustrated. Now, I know that there are some people that say, oh, well, he didn't want it to leak. Well, no, no shit, Sherlock. But I mean, that is that worth like adjusting the trust of those people. We're going to find out an awful lot on, on that situation, but um, Drew's a pro. He's going to keep working. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the very next night uh, he, I saw that promo that he cut at the live event with Rollins. So, okay. So you, you mentioned this already. So the media illiterate tried to spin this saying Sean Ross, that was wrong. Even though again, you never said he was, or wasn't going to be there. You only said what you were told until- by personnel. Until he was backstage, then I did say he was going to be there. <laughs> he was backstage. Triple H in the scrum kind of, you know, verified what you had said because he said speculation was just speculation. And this came together quick. You have anything to add as far as this deal coming together? Yeah, I found out on November nineteenth that CM Punk and Triple H had a an hour long phone call. But even as of that point, his own friends were being told, "Don't know if Survivor Series is going to be a thing." But I mean, Denise even said it on our our Raw post show, because after that show, I said to her, remember me telling you this, CM Punk and Triple H had an hour long conversation. I actually communicated that with the higher up 
that also did not know until I think the hours before Punk showed up. Because I was asking WWE reps as of the day of. And as of that afternoon, it still wasn't confirmed to them and the PR team and, and all that. Um, the creative team was never clued in at any point clued in. So that's something that they've sort of had to adjust. They didn't have to change much of raw as a result because, uh, there, there wasn't a lot of it to, to really go through there. We had just broken on Fightful Select that, uh, that there are several in WWE who have been told that he's got a behavioral clause, which really? yeah, that he should, we've got mm-hmm. a ton of stuff on fightfulselect.com. Uh, best $5 in the business, best $54 a year in the business. If you want to subscribe that way. Um, but there, there's an awful lot to it. Uh, I haven't spoken to punk personally. Again, you, you, it's always tough to gauge like who the hell he wants to talk to, who he doesn't understandable, but there were a lot of people that were immediately trying to say, Oh, well he was taking shots at the bucks, et cetera. People close to him tell me that he wants to kind of move, put that past him. And that's what a lot of the I've changed is about. I think that even at this point, he's got to kind of realize like this doesn't squarely fall on everybody else. It can't be everybody else at some point. Like, and I know there are plenty of people online who still want to pretend that Mm -hmm. a lot of people had their hand in this, but it's all about how you react to how that hand is played and uh, unfortunately for AEW and Punk at the time, it played into him being terminated, which Fightful Select reported this week. Brian Danielson was sort of the final say in that. And that's an interesting thing, Jimmy, and I want your take on it because I know you have been against talent and EVP roles and all that. And there were some people I saw, the, the, the mental gymnastics they went through to try to criticize Danielson as a part of it, was saying, well, why wasn't it an EVP? Why wasn't it Tony? Why wasn't it the head of talent relations? CM Punk had been in physical altercations with all of them or kicked them off of collision. Christopher Daniels couldn't do it. He was kicked off of collision. Tony Khan apparently had a situation in which he couldn't respond to. All the EVPs got into a fight with him. It couldn't be any of them or else that wouldn't have been fair. I think it was absolutely fair that they had uh, Danielson head that up considering he's a respected locker room leader. So I look at it like this. So I, I understand people griping about, oh, talent shouldn't be involved with that. But I've said many times that I think that the veterans of the locker room deserve input on things like this. I think that they deserve input on whether a guy like Punk comes in. I think they deserve input on whether or not, you know, you want to keep a guy like Punk in your locker room. I think the veterans have earned that right. And if the veterans of the locker room decided that Brian was going to represent them, then I have no issue with that. Like, I think that a, that a veteran of the locker room should have been, should have had some say, you know, do you want CM Punk in your locker room? Ultimately, I think it came down to Tony, regardless of what the committee said, I think sure. it came to, to Tony green lighting it. I also think Tony listened to the lawyers and I think that the lawyers re- reassured him. We have enough on him that we can terminate him with cause and we can stop paying him and we don't have to worry about repercussions. So I, I think he had all of that insight from his attorneys, but uh, no, I, I, like I said, I think the veterans should have say, and if Brian was representing them, I don't see a problem with it. That's how yeah. I look at it. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats. Punk is going to be a topic of conversation throughout this whole show. JM said, did AEW throw Brian Danielson under the bus? No, he accepted to be a part of that disciplinary committee. He said at that meeting, 
almost verbatim what he tweeted. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, and explain a few things. Because I saw somebody say, oh, funny, this is leaking right after Punk showed up in WWE. I've known about this since September, but I couldn't get anybody on the record to say it because they weren't supposed to talk about it. Mm. And it wasn't until Brian Danielson tweeted uh, what he did that sort of got people to say, you know, this is almost verbatim what he said during that meeting. And it was, my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Listen, if you're coming for the moral compass of Brian Danielson, listen, this, this guy mentioned how he and CM Punk had been friends for a long time, brought up the positives that CM Punk brought to the company. And, uh, and also, you know, it said it was a hard decision. It's sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing anybody wanted to face. And and let's be honest, Punk was their biggest star. He was their biggest yeah. star. So it, it, it was a difficult thing to, uh, for them to face. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was what it was. You know, I, I want to ask you some more questions about Punk's return. Sure. Um, the next one is, it just so happened that Living Color released a remastered version of Cult of Personality the day before Survivor Series on November 24, and that's the version that they used. Was that a coincidence, or did they release that because they knew he was returning? It wasn't a coincidence. I think it's... I th okay, don't don't quote me on this. I think that version has existed internationally for a little bit, Okay, but they released it there. Um, I had somebody in the music business that was communicating to me that it was likely a thing where they probably get a bigger piece of the pie if it's the remastered version uh being living color so uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that that had something to do with it as well but i mean that is not a thing that you can just get done you can't call up living color at 9 30 p.m and say hey here you go uh, i will say this that song is not dubbed over on uh on peacock or anything like that so i would be I would assume they have the rights in perpetuity. Uh, whatever they spent on it, they likely acquired it for good because that they haven't dubbed over any of Punk's old stuff, but they've right. dubbed over a lot of other stuff there. It's probably all encompassing, I imagine. And and yeah. it, it could be like the Alter Bridge thing where, you know, Alter Bridge just says, do it kind of for Adam Copeland. Okay. I, I want to talk about the promo, uh, uh, Punk's promo on, uh, on Monday. First off, to me, it felt very rushed. And uh, from what I understand, Orton and Dominic went long. And so they had to cut yes, time off did. Punk's promo. That's true? Because he only had that like six true. minutes. Okay. That is that is true. That okay. is true. And uh, we had just posted this on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. But there were some in the company that were like, you know, there there were a few of us that were kind of looking to see how he'd react to to that type of thing right and not not like they did it intentionally or anything yes yes it's just it's just they wanted to see okay how's he gonna react to this uh yeah. and it seemed all good okay i mean he would have he's been he's worked television for years so he he would kind of sure. you know be used to it so it seems like most people on social media because i always use social media as a gauge seems like most people are shitting on that promo some of them for i think reasons that are fair and some for reasons that are not on the fair side, some people are saying he's hypocritical because he was shitting on WWE not too long ago uh, when he was in AEW, and now all of a sudden he's saying that he's home where he belongs. Uh, what do you think about that gripe first, about people suggesting that he sounded hypocritical in that promo? Understandable. Understandable, for sure. I mean, there were a lot of things that he said. He talked about how the, the company uh, affected his mental health, his physical health. 
I saw people say, well, he was talking about Vince, not Triple H. Did you listen to the podcast he did with Cole Cabana? Right. He talked an awful lot about Triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about the Saudi deal. He did a lot of those things. Now, listen, that sometimes that's the bit. Sometimes people believe that. Sometimes they they talk about things without knowing how they are now, and maybe maybe he feels better. But, I mean, I, I he was, from what I understand, he was open to going there about a year ago as well. Mm-hmm. And that was also when Vince wasn't really around. Vince came back around December-ish. But um, I think that time will tell with a lot of that because the the extent of the complaints that he had were so all-encompassing that I'm not surprised that when he went to a place with lesser structure that he also was frustrated. Yes. But now it seemed like a lot of the things he was frustrated with was management and things not being approved that were said and things that shouldn't have been able to be on TV that were on TV. And now he can just be a talent. He doesn't have to worry about anybody else's protocols or anything like that. He was largely heading up collision in many ways this year. And he had tried to take a locker room leadership role prior, but, Oh man. And Matt Hennessy says with punk Brian and Cole jumping to AEW in 2022, saw Cody jumping to WWE Vince's retirement. Then 2023 has the WWE sale or merger. merger and punk's return. Yeah. I just keep thinking it can't get any crazier, Jimmy. I just keep thinking that, but here's the reality. I've been saying for two years that I think 2024 is going to be the craziest year because of all the media rights and the contracts associated with the media rights. Yeah, possible. I mean, this year was pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, bet- between Vince forcing his way back and the merger, and it has been a pretty crazy year. One other thing about the promo that I want to mention, because I saw a lot of people complaining about this. People were upset that he kept it safe and he didn't shit on AEW. And I, I want to just kind of make it clear, you're not being realistic. If you understand the landscape, you're not being realistic. If you thought the punk was going to go on Raw and shit on AEW, it was never going to happen. And not for one second did I think going into that promo that he was going to shit on AEW. And I'll tell you why. Punk has eight years of Titan training from his first go-around in WWE, right? WWE historically has taken the path that I've talked about. When you're number two, it's okay to take shots at number one sometimes, so long as you don't lean on it as a crutch. But when you're number one, it's better to just make like number two doesn't exist. Yeah, and- but I mean, here's the reality of that situation. WWE does not pretend like AEW doesn't exist because I sure. used to get calls and they'll, they'll, I mean, WWE behind the scenes has leaked AEW information numerous times to people. Sure. I don't get me wrong. I know that they, they, I mean, there's, there's been literature where they've mentioned them as a competitor. So I know obviously they know them, but publicly on television, they have traditionally not gone down this road when they were in war with WCW, they shit on WCW when they were number two. And WWE mm-hmm. was number two. Once WWE overtook them, they rarely mentioned them until they acquired the IP. That's just kind of how they are. There would be no benefit to Punk going on Raw that had an audience more than double what Dynamite does and four times what Collision does and gave AEW that platform. And I think people got pissed about that because if you're a WWE fan, they wanted to hear him shit on AEW. And if you're, course, an AE- yeah. if you're an AEW fan, I think they wanted to see the response from AEW on Dynamite. And yeah, so- what what I like to see with the WWE AEW stuff, I 
if it's in the spirit of competition and stuff, I, I really enjoy that. I hate the, I know a lot of people think that, Oh, well, it's good for business. If there's drama, I hate it. I hate it. Like it, it's not fun to cover. It's not fun to talk about a lot of these performers. I really like a lot of these people. I really like, and I just, it's not fun. Uh, we got, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say a we, ton we, of super chats. We got to get to, were you surprised by the safeness of the promo? No, no, because I, f whether or not he was okay with it or not, I feel like there will be some humbling there. And there was him saying, I've changed. I'm right. home. Right. There, there's going to be some humbling there. JM says, if raw moves to FX, will it be back to two hours? No, I would, I would imagine not, but FX is a, is a prime landing spot for them. Brian Danielson seems like he's deep rooted in AEW with contributions backstage behind the scenes. Do you see him continuing with AEW after his in-ring career? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Unless he decides to wrap up his in-ring stuff in WWE with a couple matches or something like that, because he does, he's still well-regarded there. He seems to relish his role in AEW though. He seems to relish what he's doing. I mean, he hands out fines to people too. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Steve says, do you think that the regime change, hap change happened two years ago that Punk, uh, an AEW run would have happened or would he went straight to WWE? Um, from what I what people claim to me, he was open to going back before AEW, but WWE, what well, Vince didn't want, didn't want to do, have anything to do with him. I think that's why I think that's why he's asking if the regime change had happened earlier because when Punk did backstage for for FS1. Oh yeah, yeah, I do think it would have happened. You I think do. it would have? Because he he yeah. was interested then, right? And that was like five years ago. I believe. I believe. Wrestling is nuts. I love it. It's mad to think the Colt podcast led to Punk and AEW, which led to a brawl out, brawl in, leading to Punk and in Triple H WDB. This is something I was going to pitch to you and Rob in, in our group chat. I would like to put together. It's an idea I've had for a long time, but stuff keeps happening. A 10-year timeline that led to all of this from the Royal Rumble. So we're going to start working on that. Uh, after I get through this match, we're going to be doing that. Um, our Red says, do you think an anti-WWE sentiment is growing in AEW? Looking back of how ex-WWE stars have behaved in AEW. No, it's, it's about individual personalities. And there have been a few of them that have made things a headache, but... It, it is all about like the individual situations there. I mean, obviously Moxley's well-liked Brian's well-liked. I think a lot of people like Jericho there. Like I agree with you. I think it's an individual thing. I don't think they're like, Oh, you're a, you're a WWE guy. So fuck you. I don't think it's like that at all. Yes. Boy says I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. That was a line punk had at the end of that promo. That was one. I was like, I uh, didn't need to say that, but it was enough to get people to go. Oh, Roman versus Punk at Crown Jewel confirmed. I doubt it. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't work Crown Jewel. So I, I might be reading too much into this, but when he said that, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money, I felt like it, the promo was going to lead to a heel turn. That's what I it felt like. So. Yeah. I want I want corporate Punk. Yes. That's like what I want. Too. Yes. He would when, do that so well. He would. And when he said he's changed, his fan base doesn't want to hear that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think a lot of the negative sentiment on online was because people didn't like the, the things that he was saying. He yeah. mentioned the wise man. That's Paul Heyman. What I could see happen is I could see punk Roman after mania Roman loses the belt to uh, Cody goes away for a while while he's gone. Heyman partners up with punk Roman yeah. comes back as the baby face. 
and then maybe yes. him, him and Punk at SummerSlam. That's what I could that'd see happen. Good. That good. would be great. It'd be great. That'd Punk be and Heyman together. Those guys are fantastic together. Yeah. So I could totally see that happen. And now Punk has a little bit of security. I'm traveling a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any, any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We have a bunch of Super Chats and Humper Chats to get to. Some of them about punk, some of them not. Dick the Cock Johnson says, do you know if WDB is being looser with band moves with Garza doing a Tiger Driver on NXT last night? Uh, I have asked specifically about that move. I'm awaiting an answer. I hope so. These are pro wrestlers. They usually know what they're doing. I agree. It looked really good, too. It did. Greg Nelson says, uh, hi, Sean. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, every time CM Punk pops up, it makes our lives a little more interesting. Just made a donation to NAMI. Good luck this weekend, Sean. Shaza going to whoop that ass, though. No, she's not. <laughs> first off, that isn't going to happen. But please donate to NAMI.org. Uh, it is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. That is the reason I'm doing this match on Saturday. Uh, any match I do like that will be for some sort of charity. We've raised over $4,500 in sponsors, donations, and pledges so far. So I'm very, very proud of that. Murray says, Sean and Jimmy, love the show. Sean, it was nice to meet you at WrestleCade. I love WrestleCade. I'm going to be there every year. I don't care what the hell WWE is doing for Survivor Series. I'll be at WrestleCade every year. Says you were so nice. I decided to actually spend some money, which my wife won't care about since I passed out a hundred cards. What was your favorite match of WrestleCade? Oh my god, they had insane clown bussy, which was <laughs> Effie, Alley Cat, and Violent J, the insane clown pop. Really, yes, against Carrie Morton, Ricky Morton, and George South. And during the match, George South was taken out. 
and came back in ICP face paint and uh, turned on the Mortons. That was unreal fun to uh, experience. That was insane. How was Violent J in there? How was he? He's all right. He had fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He had his fun. Yeah. Uh, Jay Miller says, uh, hi, Sean, I'll be at Slamilton. Just wanted to ask how long till WWE starts using the best in the world moniker for punk similar to Cena. Well, they don't because after this Saturday, I'm going to trademark it mm-hmm. and I'll be best in the world, but, um, it'll be very soon. They'll, they'll, I mean, they, they call Cena greatest of all time, right? I don't yeah. think they call him best in the world. Is WBD the number one bidder for the rights to Raw? I haven't heard anything about WBD rights. Uh, I know that they're going to make a play for the to keep the NBA. I know USA is making a play, like maybe for NASCAR and NBA. Uh, ESPN is about to try to get TNT's whole basketball team. Uh, they Normally, WWE deals would prohibit places from getting AEW, but... Ari Emanuel spoke openly on the con- or the the investor call about how they are fine with ESPN doing business with PFL. It's it's their business as long as they're still promoting UFC, whatever. So I, I doubt that they would do that. But you know what? I've seen crazier shit happen in pro wrestling than that. So here's the, here's what's interesting. So my first question for you is: I've seen this on social media lately. Where is this Warner Brothers news coming from all of a sudden? Because I've seen it a lot troll accounts people who is don't know what it is? talking about as of right now yeah so as of right now if if yeah. endeavor or tko whatever if they allow wwe to negotiate by themselves which they've always claimed that's how it is right they've always claimed nick Khan and hunter handle wwe and dana white handles uh ufc primarily if that's the case i could absolutely see triple h uh say you know if you want to talk to us you have to ditch the other the other wrestling company i could totally see that but what's going to be interesting to me when this next round of rights happens is what ha- what does AEW get? I wish I could be a fly on the wall to find that out because Brandon Thurston, I think, did the math on this. AEW is probably looking for $200 million a year because they have not been profitable before now. They're probably looking for $200 million a year for TV streaming, maybe even for pay-per-view. Their television ratings are down year over year. I mean, I think it's hard to, hard to argue that Punk leaving probably did negatively affect the tv rights deal and yeah it might have but at the same time i think they want to package them all together to at least as as the original pitch they would like to to streamline it my question would be do you think that warner brothers is telling uh tony connor aw you're down year over year like collision is really struggling rampage kind of always was yeah but collision is really struggling you're down year over year you're not worth your asking price like do you think that the gap between the two could be wide that's something I would like to know about. Is is Tony going to get what he wanted? You know, but I I still don't think Warner Brothers is gonna is gonna be where Raw ends up. I just don't. I don't I'm, think it's gonna I'm be. certainly going to circle back to WBD contacts in in December. Certainly, uh, Darren Walker says the time of writing uh, seven forty p.m. here in the UK. Not one women's match or segment announced for Dynamite. Also, why Athena only the ROH champ not wrestling on Dynamite this year? No news on Rosa and Deeb. Rosa has been good to go for months. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Get her back on TV. Serena Deeb has been backstage. They, they've got a, a clearance process that requires, you know, a, a, several steps. And she was uh, coming back from injury as well. Uh, now, as far as Athena, she wants to be on Dynamite. I don't know why they don't have her on Dynamite. They have every other ROH champ on Dynamite just fine. Uh, so there's really no reason not to. I, I don't buy whatever excuse that I, I hear about that. 
they need to put more stock into the women. That way you have more stuff worth draw worth interest in. But Let's talk about a subject along those lines. So right on the heels of punk returning, there have been a lot of uh, rumor speculation now that Mercedes Monet, AKA Sasha Banks might be leaning towards a WWE return. Um, to me, creatively, it would make sense if you look at, if you're Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, if you look at what AEW has been doing with their women, what WWE has been doing with their women. And if you look creatively, Bailey's probably going to get jumped by damage control. So Bailey's probably going to need backup, you know, creatively. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole rumor that uh, Mercedes Monet might be now leaning towards a WWE return? I haven't heard anything to indicate that yet. I haven't heard anything to indicate that. I, I mean, I saw the the post uh, that that had rumored that, but I haven't personally heard anything of that. I know that as of August, there was a working plan for her to do stuff in uh, in AEW, but who knows if anything wasn't signed? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Connor says, "Am I wrong for thinking Gargano and Ciampa will get the same booking for Triple H as they did in NXT?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna be in the top title program. I think that they're they've found what they're doing right now. And if they get over doing that, we're gonna have uh, some some good stuff there. Crazy 101 says if AEW gets dropped by WBD, they would have to retire the TNT TBS titles, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they wouldn't have to retire the titles, rename they would them, rename the titles. It was a dumb could thing WDB, to call them that to begin with, to be honest. Yeah, could WWE go to TV 14 if WBD gets the rights? Listen. TV 14, TVPG don't mean shit, guys. It's they get to decide the level of content in which they do. Now, the USA Network can censor whatever they want, like the holy shit chance. But this is not like the Motion Picture Association of America or ESRB for video games. You can have somebody's ass cheeks out on TVPG if you want. You can say shit on TVPG if you want. There's no fines. There's nothing associated with that at all. At all. Would cross-promotion be a thing if they kept both using the TNT TBS titles? Um, No. Does he mean cross-promotion, meaning WWE and AEW? Is that what the he means? only way that, that would be a possibility of really happening is if WBD said, we want all the AEW content and all the WWE content. And then they said, would love for you guys to play nice. That's about it. I don't know if WWE would go for that. Although, you know what? If Vince isn't involved, Hunter seems more open-minded than Vince McMahon. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Shytown Spurs says, watching my timeline tune into Raw to only realize slowly why they decided to tune out in the first place was very entertaining. Yeah, it was it was a very uh, promo heavy Raw for sure. Let me ask you about that. So yeah. I I also felt like it wasn't the greatest show. It wasn't the greatest Raw show. Yeah. Almost none of the top names wrestled. Almost. Do you think that that was a giant missed opportunity or did you think that it was an okay show? Cause I, I thought it was a big missed opportunity. I thought it was a very big missed opportunity. Um, I would have had an absolute slapper of a match booked on there, which I think they thought the tag team turmoil would be, but it was okay. The crowd sucked. The crowd was yes, so ass. Yes, it was were. terrible. And yep. uh, yeah, I considered making the drive down to Nashville. I'm so glad that I didn't. I fell for Orton and Punk because it's like the crowd would react for a second, but then they'd be definitely quiet. Then they'd react yeah. for a second. Then they'd be definitely quiet. And 
Punk, uh, he just wasn't getting the CM Punk chance like he would in other buildings, you know? He he was he was uh, eliciting it, like putting the microphone up and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. He certainly was. Uh, considering how well WWE business has gone this year, do you think that bringing in Punk was worth the risk considering how bad things ended with <laughs> AEW? I think it probably is worth the risk. It affects AEW's momentum in a way that, you know, you're not counter-programming them. You're just bringing in a big name. As long as nothing happens that keeps them from keeping their big stars, then it's worth the risk probably because it will be a one-strike-you're-out situation. If there is one altercation backstage, I think that'll be it. I think he'll be fired. I think that'll be it, and I, I think that he knows that. And um, he's probably you know, going to, going to make sure to, uh, not do that. Why is it that you think, cause I agree with you. Uh, why is it that you think that some wrestlers punk being an example, uh, and there's guys in AEW that you and I both know cause a lot of issues backstage. Why do you think that a guy like punk has the mentality in AEW? I can basically ask for whatever I want and I'm going to get whatever I want in WWE. I'm following the line or I'm towing the line. Why is there that mentality difference? In what specifically? Sorry, I, I misunderstood it. So Punk goes to AEW. Yeah. And he basically called the shots. The, yes. uh, the, the all-out scrum, he was very disrespectful to Tony. Tony just sat yeah. there and ate I, it. I agree. Right? Collision, he's saying, you can't be here, you can't be here. Remember yeah. what I told you when all-out happened? I said, if that's Triple H sitting next to CM Punk, CM Punk does not cut that promo. Yes, and I, I agree. And I, I believe that. Why is it that some wrestlers, because he's not the only one. You and I both know guys in AEW causing issues backstage. We know it, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it that guys like Punk have this mentality? In AEW, I'm going to basically do what I want and ask for what I want, but in WWE, I'm going to toe the line. Eventually, everyone, <laughs> I don't want to say everyone, but eventually, people who were once new school become old school. So for CM Punk, he faced an awful lot of hurdles from you know, some of the old school guys when he came in and now he views himself as an old school guy. And there are ways that things should be done and specific things. Like he didn't want QTV on collision, right? We're going to get you to know, that understand, day. understandable. Well, yeah, we'll be talking about that later, mm -hmm. but um, I think he had a specific vision and he wanted that vision to be followed, but this isn't his vision anymore. This is Nick Khan and triple H's vision that he's a part of now. And but didn't Tony have a vision though? Like why wouldn't Punk want to just follow Tony's vision? I wish I had that answer. Hmm. I wish I had that answer. Okay. What does the new lawsuit mean for TKO and Vince? And Just Mass says Jimmy's take on the new shareholder lawsuit. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me about that. So um, it's another class action cash grab. That's what That's it what is. I had and a WWE wrestler asked me yesterday and I was like, they want it. They want a settlement. Yes. So, so this has happened so many times. I remember I used to tell you, if you go to like Yahoo Finance, there's always yeah. these, these class actions. I read the suit. It's funny because everything I said the day the merger was announced in April is what they're suing for, which is kind of funny. But uh, it's they want to get more board members on board this class action because the, the, the stronger they can make their case, the more money they're going to be able to potentially get in a settlement. Basically, what they're saying is that um, they're, they're suing Vince, they're suing Nick Khan, Hunter's part of it a few other board members and they're claiming that Vince and these other board members breached their fiduciary duties by bringing Vince back to the board in 2023 yeah. and by putting Vince's interest above shareholders holder interest by doing the Endeavor merger because they claim that there were better cash offers that were available 
uh, that WWE didn't even counter. They claimed that there was one offer between $95 and $100 per share in a cash deal that would have removed Vince from the equation. They didn't even counter. They could have gone back for maybe $105, $110. They took the Endeavor stock deal at $95.66. I had said you know, on that podcast that Vince didn't take this deal because it's in the best interest of the shareholders. He took it because it was in the best interest of Vince McMahon, and I, I believe it. And uh, the only thing that I think could be an issue here, potentially, is the stock at one point did go as high as 103 bucks after the merger was announced. Um, now it's last I looked 77 bucks, so it's really plummeted since then. But it did hit 103. Probably going to be a settlement. It's a class action cash grab. That's what it is. K775. Have you heard anything new on the Raw TV rights with PW Insider reporting that Triple H and Nick Khan are in LA for negotiation? That's the latest I've heard, and that news should come somewhat soon. Sammy and Ty had the baby. Congrats to them. Yes, congrats to them. Is Jordan Oliver or Alex Garcia uh, heading to AEW? No, Jordan Oliver's supposed to go to Europe for a while, from what I understand. Uh, which is, is you know curious based on the East-West connection trademark that, uh, Saw that AEW filed, which Jordan had no idea of, from what I hear. What are the plans for Randy Orton? Uh, bloodline contingent stuff, or at least hinted stuff. He looked fantastic, man. He's jacked. He looked fantastic. And he did everything he normally would do. He did the DDT. Yeah. He did the RKO. He did everything he normally would do. And you could tell he was really in a good mood, too. He was really stoked to be back. I think he's, I think he's really, yeah, I think he's happy to be there. Nicholas says, once Vince is gone from his chairman spot uh, or chairman positions, any speculation who takes his spot? If Nick ever left WWE, do you see Stephanie becoming president? Yeah. I, I could see Stephanie becoming president. She was backstage. Fightful Select reported at Survivor Series. She is well liked there. I could absolutely see that. As far as as his particular spot, Jimmy, who do you think would take it over? So there'd have to be a board election. Yeah, uh, and odds are Nick Khan. Nick odds are Nick Khan. <laughs> Uh, but that's the way it works. If if because it sure looks like they're trying to set up for a, a vote of no confidence for Vince, and yes. if that's what happens, they got to elect a new chairman. Probably Nick Khan. That wouldn't surprise me. Sean, you said in the punk Q&A that nobody cares and WWE cares what Vince thinks anymore. Do you think Ari Emanuel keeps him around as a figurehead or do you think they eventually ease him out of the door? I think it, it it's exactly what Jimmy said. Uh, I You know, Jimmy called this a long time ago. Uh, the, the term we sort of used for our audience is they bang bust him. That's that's what's happening here. Uh, it's just uh, a very fruitful bang busting for Vince McMahon to leave with an awful lot of money. Uh, so he'll, yeah, I think eventually he gets phased out. It's hard to feel sorry for the guy. I mean, yeah. he just cashed it like $600 million worth of stock. So have you heard of Fox or NBC? You have requested to keep punk appearing on raw or SmackDown. He's listed as a free agent. Uh, as Anthony Mazzone asks about SmackDown. Don't know as of yet, Fox likes him, but WWE's loyalty much more right now in, in the court of USA network because they're paying them past a year from now. And they're looking to get a new rights deal. So yes, you want you want to get that exactly. up exactly. Question about Punk: Do you know if there's a plan for him to work live events because he was injury prone in AEW? I think you might want to hold off on that. I haven't heard of one, but it okay. wouldn't surprise me if he insisted on doing it either. Really, he likes Not to work. Much. Guy likes to work. With WWE now under Endeavor, do you think the leash is a lot shorter for wrestlers with bad behavior, i.e., DUI, Punk's history of going against authority? No, absolutely not. John Jones, Dana White, absolutely mm. fucking not. Pardon my language, but no, absolutely not. So I, I want to reiterate again, because Hunter mentioned this on the scrum. WWE and UFC are not, are not micromanaged. 
So Endeavor, Ari Emanuel are not micromanaging Hunter and Nick Khan. Hunter and Nick Khan are running the show. And, and Hunter even kind of joked on the scrum that the Endeavor executives probably found out about Punk while they were watching Survivor Series. <laughs> they That's did. What he's uh, yeah. Yeah. So day to day, it's business as usual and Endeavor's not involved. Peepaw, our friend John says 9,900 or 99, 9,901 minutes spent listening to Fightful. Spotify wrapped is informative. That's six days, 6.8 days. <laughs> this super chat is probably more than the ad revenue I contributed. That's the truth. Have a great show, fellas. Thank you so much. We are largely publicly funded. I mentioned that the other day and people were surprised. I was like, because people were like, yeah, you're after the clicks. And I was like, buddy, clicks are like our fifth highest revenue driver at Fightful. Like not, not even close. But uh, yeah, in addition to YouTube, we are on audio platforms everywhere, guys. Red Circle, Spotify, Apple. If you leave us a nice review on any of those, it helps so much, even if you listen here on YouTube. How has Punk changed in three months? Well, he lost his job. That's how. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and he knew that he... I, I do... As of now, until I, I'm shown otherwise, which quite possibly I will, he's looking for a clean slate. This is his opportunity to clean slate. He went to that other place with some obvious grievances. Now he can, he's got some now, but listen, you got to clean that slate. I think he can't uh, overlook his desire to earn a paycheck too. Yeah. That's a big reason. Uh, Wayne says, sending love from the Bay SRS Jimmy Van. If you can plan a non-working friend to date quality time hang with CM Punk, what would it be? Thanks for all you do. Uh, probably watching some Joe Kenda show because I know he's a fan of Joe Kenda stuff or, you know, watching a Reds-Cubs game. Oh, there's no question I'd go to a hockey game with CM Punk. Yeah. No question. I would go. dig that too because he knows his shit. That'd be fun. AJ says, I would spend the $35 or whatever ridiculous fee the overpriced Canadian Sportsnet packages to watch WWE pay-per-views if we got corporate punk. I think it would be phenomenally creatively satisfying to do that. Oh, he would be hated. His his, his core fan base, oh, he would be despised. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. We talked about this, but Jay Hudson said, Jimmy Van, what's your take on the WWE deal? And if WBD, we get the rights. What are your, where do you guys think Mercedes will sign? WWE, AEW, New Japan. I think Triple H can convince her to return to WWE. I think there's a possibility that he can. I feel like she would want to kind of hit up AEW and do a little more New Japan stuff because you don't want to end it on, on the foot injury and all that. She is training again. Uh, but do you think there's any possibility WWE ends up on WBD? Anything's possible, but I don't think so. Yeah, anything's possible, but uh, I still think that USA needs them more than than Warner Brothers does. At least Warner Brothers got AEW. Uh, I think USA needs them more, and so uh, I still think they'll end up there unless uh, FX just comes out with a you know an offer that you can't refuse. Who do you think gets Punk's first interview? Uh, Ariel Cormier or Ramondi? It'll either be Sports Illustrated or ESPN, because that's how WDB operates. Within the wrestling space, it'll probably either be Ibu of Wrestle Purists or Wrestling Perspective Podcast here on Fightful with Lars Fredrickson and Dennis Farrell and probably Ace Steel. I joked on Twitter that if they sold tickets to Broken Skull Sessions with CM Punk, they'd sell out the studio. Like, that would be incredible. And so I hope that they bring back Broken Skull Sessions for an interview with CM Punk. That'd be fantastic. They could knock out two hours like nothing. Any more news on Julia Mercedes? No, there was interest. There's interest in Julia. 
I had never heard she was slated to go to the Performance Center, just that there was interest. Any reaction to AZM's comments on wanting to challenge EO? Well, I don't expect it to happen, but I don't blame uh, that for happening Happening to get some buzz. Absolutely don't blame it for happening. But uh, Julia is going to be in, in high demand next year. Raheem sends a super chat. If there's a question there, uh, let me know. Orton has said Triple H asked him, do what you want to make friends, or do you want to make friends or make money when Orton was acting up? Do you think Triple H said that to Punk? No, it's just something that I think that Punk has known for a very, very, very long time and uh, is, is just something that you know, he wants to make his money and, and get in and get out. Yeah, and Hunter wasn't there, right? Because Hunter, you said, was with Nick Khan in uh, L.A., so he wasn't at uh, yeah. Raw. Ryan says... Uh, hey, Sean, how was Punk backstage? Mike Johnson just put out a report saying Punk made sure to talk to everyone and he was happy to be there. Well, he should be happy to be there. He's very lucky to be there at this I point. I agree. I agree. After talking with the talent, those who were against his return are okay with it. No, absolutely not okay. Uh, I'll say this. There are absolutely top talent who are still not on board with his return. Absolutely. Now, that's going to happen naturally with almost anybody i don't think that's that's like out of the ordinary there could be there were there were a couple that had questions about cody it was largely positive though uh, i've talked to some people that are like we're gonna see how it goes uh and i don't know who all he talked to but i know he talked to some people that you know maybe weren't as as fond of him prior but i mean new kid in school again he's he's gotta gotta you know establish the uh reestablish those relationships and I don't blame the talent. I don't blame yeah. the talent, especially not only does Punk have this, you know, a bit of a checkered past, he's getting a top spot, Sean. So yeah. I don't I don't I don't blame the talent. Like he's definitely gonna have to earn his way. And like I, you know, we talked about this before, but I just feel like Punk looks at WD different than AEW. I just feel like he does. I feel I feel like he knows to stay in his lane in WWE. And so I think there's a better chance it's gonna work out. You gotta remember he lasted eight years the last time, you know. Yeah. So Raheem says, I wanted to ask if there's any truth to Wade Keller's report that Jay White was upset from the build and match against MJF. I think they they both knew that it sucked. I know they both knew that it sucked. Uh, but I wouldn't say upset. I've never known Jay White to be upset about anything uh, from, from what I've heard. Annoyed, probably. But I don't, I don't know about upset. What's up with MJF's injury? He has uh, allegedly a torn labrum and he's hoping to avoid surgery. He's uh, undergoing some injections and some, uh, some therapy to try to work through it, but he is seriously hurt. And he's going to work Samoa Joe at the pay-per-view. He's, he's going to work Samoa Joe. Mm, going to work okay. Samoa Joe. Matt says, seemed like Cody and Sammy were being set up for world title wins at Mania. I'm worried about the punk effect could return uh, or, or could affect them. Hope it doesn't. I don't think Rollins and punk needs the title. I don't think Punk against anybody needs the title. In fact, I would steer away from that. A lot of Punk's stuff can be emotional. They're, he's won those titles. He's won those titles before. He don't need to win them again. I think he mainly wants a main, main, main event. And so the question would be, well, would WWE be cool having them in a main event without a title? And also, what's he going to do if they say, uh, sorry, we've had Becky and Rhea penciled in for this main event for a long time, and they're right. getting it. Maybe, maybe they'll say, let's talk at 41. But yeah, because uh, he said he's going to get everything he wants out of that company. That was the big thing he wanted. Yes, yes. Can you imagine a world where Triple H, Nick Khan, not only got Punk back, but they also got Mercedes and Land Julia? 
It'd be insane if they can. Yeah, especially if Julia can transition to the States. Because, I mean, I know one of the concerns is her knocking the shit out of people. <laughs> that is yes. a big concern. Yeah. But Mercedes, that would be big. And I'm, I think they will get Trinity back. Uh, I, I think they will. I think the WB rumors come uh, because one Bill Phil is with WWE now. Uh, possibly, but I mean, WBD didn't sign CM Punk because like, like WBD didn't bring in AEW because of Punk. Like they they already had that deal. I th- I think the rumors are coming up because they might lose the the basketball rights, right? And if they do, yeah. then they've got the budget. I think that's kind of where it came from. Percent of AJ Lee coming back. I would say about 30%. She seems happy in retirement. I hope she does. A Royal Rumble appearance, a Hall of Fame induction, I think would be great. I would love to see her in the Rumble. That'd be great. That's one thing she hasn't done. Yes. I'd love to see it. Uh, what's your gut telling you as far as where she's going? I think she'll do at least one AEW match personally. I know Ibu is suggesting she might be going back to WWE. I just haven't heard that yet. I'm going to ask around though. Um, but I, I think I've, here's how I feel. I think 95% she'll be back in WWE in the future. At some point, yeah. At some point. Don't you didn't she say that she wanted to work other places like Mexico and whatnot? Yeah. Not just Japan. She's and, training with she was training with Maddie Rinkowski, who just got signed by WWE as well. Right, right. Like I think she still has more she wants to do before she would go back full time. Guys, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. We'll be cutting them off with about five minutes left in the show, and we only got about 10 minutes left because uh, at 4 p.m., it is the very serious media call between myself and Shaza in which I will need to take a big piss before. Uh, When is Okada and Seth Rollins' contract up? Stay tuned on both of those. I'm working to find out uh, for sure. Is Punk working full-time? If you consider weekly TV full-time, that's what I was led to understand. SRS, how personally surprised were you that Punk went back to WWE? Pretty surprised because of how everybody in the company were just like, nah, we're good. We're good. And then the day of, boy, did mm-hmm. that change. Mm-hmm. But even the day before, people said, put a percentage on it. And I said, 25%. So I was 75% surprised. Is there a chance after Wembley that TK has some kind of deal with Mercedes and it's been kept under wraps? Yes, there is. Uh, uh, the possibility there is the chance because I was told at Wembley, uh, there was a working plan for, uh, for her to work there. When did Charlotte and Becky become friends again? Um, I mean, listen, Becky is impossible to not be friendly with for any extended period of time. And I will Charlotte's say this. very friendly too. I, I like Charlotte a lot. And I'll say this, and you and I talked about this at the scrum, the Survivor Series scrum. They both looked really stoked. Like they both yes. genuinely looked pretty happy. And uh, when they were doing stuff on SmackDown too, like celebrating and stuff, Becky got emotional. Yeah. So good for them, man. I mean, they were really tight and, and you know, competition got in the way. And look, I think sure the way Charlotte put it was, she said, we're dating again. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. Uh, we've got Jake saying Punk is a free agent. Do you think he shows up Friday? I think he should. I think he certainly should. And he should say, I am a free agent until the the draft. I want to see him and Heyman in a segment. Me too. Yeah, give me that. Me too. Mr. Acosta says, do you think any of that, uh, do you think that if the meeting with the Bucks happened that we wouldn't be here? feels like a lot of money was missed out on because of that. I think a meeting should have happened. Um, I, I have heard a lot of people say, oh, well, the Bucks pulled out. No, from what I understood, the Bucks and hang and, and, Omega has never responded to the inquiry. 
Um, now, there are some claims to the contrary, but that's a situation where it's going to be he said, she said forever. A, a meeting should have happened at some point. And if if you leave that meeting and still say no, well, then that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But a meeting should have happened. Tony should have mandated it. It was a big misstep. Deanna Peraza, where do you think she lands? I think WWE. I mean, there, there's no non-awkward way to put this. Uh, you know, Serena Deeb is... is Deanna's ex's current uh current person. So uh like and and I would I would imagine things weren't I, I don't want to speak on personal stuff. It's just that's why I think. But um if I were AEW, I'd be interested in Deanna Perrazzo um and all that. Do you think it was a mistake for Tony to hire Punk for how it ended? No. No it way. Was a, it was a brilliant move to Great hire business. CM Punk. Oh yeah, for sure. With Chelsea becoming an essential part of WWE, do you think if WWE is interested in Deanna would be open to speaking with Triple H WWE? I know she's open to speaking with Triple H and WWE. Uh, I think it would be flat out ignorant for WWE to not speak with Deanna Perrazzo because she immediately went out and showed that she was who people thought she was. Husha says that the AW stuff garner heat on Punk in the WWE locker room or is it all different stuff? Why do people so many hate him? He was away for 10 years. Listen, man, I can only explain it. I can't make you understand it. And he's a he's a polarizing guy. But yes, the, a lot of the WWE and AEW people are very, very good friends. Right. Um, that That's the only thing I can say. Frank says, Punk working WWE and having zero incidents is the best thing for him. So he can just say he was right all along and not a problem. Love the content. And I fully believe he would say that. I'm like, look, I didn't have any issues in WWE. And it's like, okay, but. Goalpost being moved there. Um, yeah. We got rock hard Joel Wood saying my my take on punk, and this comes from the scrum comments. Uh, he never respected the environment or management in AEW. I think he respected WWE more because in his mind, that's the big leagues. Yes, because that's they flat out said that during the scrum. It's like a lot of these people have never been anywhere, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, man. Man, new age asshole says, Hey, Sean, why is Vince Russo always on my timeline making weird comments about you? What's his problem? Uh, it is Vince McMahon struggle or Vince Russo <laughs> struggling. Man. No, it is Vince Russo begging and struggling to stay relevant, and him realizing that saying negative things about me keeps him more relevant than uh, admitting that I am fantastic at my job, just like he said for the first several years of Fightful. I honestly, I honestly don't think Vince has a problem with you in real life. I think that it's, no. uh, like you said, kind of trying to stay relevant. I, I, agree. I finessed one of his good friends out of a $1,500 donation. I said, I bet I can get Vince to do an hour on me. I got Vince to do 90 minutes on me. I was in there trolling the chat. Like one of those FBI agents trying to keep somebody on the line. That was me in that chat. Uh, listen, Vince, Vince isn't relevant. That's it. And, and you know what he'll do? He'll chop this up. He'll put it on his little show. He'll whine and cry and <laughs> about it because he is a puppet. I will say, I, I just what? want to say for the record, I just want to, me and Vince were always cool. He was cool to me. I had no muted. Any news on Tessa Blanchard? <laughs> yeah, Tessa's working here and there. She's working here and there. Uh, does Roman Cody 2 need a main event instead of CM? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have, yes. So let's talk about that quick. So Tommy, I don't have time. I got to oh, piss. 
All right, I'll tell to- you who can talk about it with you. This. Guy. Oh, there you go. There you. Go. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. How you doing, Jeremy Lambert? I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you guys talking about? Uh, so somebody just said, should they do Roman Cody two at Mania instead of Roman Punk? And I was about to say before Sean had to go take a piss. I was about to say that Tommy Dreamer on Busted Open Radio said they should do uh, Roman Punk at Mania, and I could not disagree more with him because. You're already giving Punk a cheery spot. Like you already brought him back and he's going to be in a plum spot. Giving him the spot, I don't think he's earned it. So I don't I don't agree with that at all. All right, let me tell you about the my idea, Jimmy, which now you you know how I, I kind of operate. So I get fired after this one. <laughs> Night one, Cody and Roman for the undisputed universal title. Also, night one, CM Punk. Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title. Right. Punk wins. Cody wins. Night two. Title for title. Punk and Cody. Title for title. Punk wins. Get all the belts on Punk. (laughs) I'm going to hope that you're just being sarcastic, right? (laughs) You're being sarcastic. Never. I'm never sarcastic. I never troll. This is my legit idea. Sometimes your social media posts are legit, though. Like, I can kind of tell the difference when you're being sarcastic and when you're being legitimate. And, uh, yeah, that one you're definitely being sarcastic. Like, I honestly think, I think they will do Rollins Punk. And I think Rollins is going to go over because I think that they're going to gauge the Punk's willing to play ball. So I think they will have a mini match. And I think Punk's going to lose. And I don't think he's going to mind. That's what I think. Let's finish up these super chats and humper chats. Crazy says, you feeling better now, Sean? You emptied? (laughs) Yeah. Percentage of Okada going to WWE, AEW, or New Japan? Uh, 50% New Japan, 25% WWE, 25% AEW. About Punk versus Paul. You mean Hunter Rosenberg? Man, that's Paul Rosenberg. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Make that one a shoot with Paul Rosenberg. I'd like that one. Some cash from Marco's Roids. Can't wait for Saturday. I was so proud I could make that skit happen with Marco. But by the way, guys, as we're about to start this uh, media call in which Shaza is most certainly going to be late for, any super chats during that, uh, I will make sure goes to the to the NAMI fund. But uh, I will be off screen. Jeremy will sort of host momentarily, and I will be brought back on screen. But Bear Hudson says, you can clear up Mercedes rumors. Is she free to sign with any company? You believe she'll return to WWE? I think she will return to WWE at some point. I don't think that she's, I, I don't know if she's headed there imminently. As best I know, she's free to sign anywhere. But as I've said, there was a working plan for her to uh, appear on AEW or to show up at AEW at some point. But uh, yeah, Jimmy, actually, are, you, actually, are you excited? I actually think it's Pete Rosenberg. Now that I think about it, it's not Paul Rosenberg. Oh, you're right. Well, Paul yeah. Paul Rosenberg was the Paul Rosenberg, uh, M&M manager. The yeah. M&M manager, yes. Uh, uh, that's, okay, that's what yeah, I'm booking. Yeah. We're getting this is a big time celebrity match here. <laughs> oh my god. Well, how about this? I, since since it's four o'clock and you're gonna do your media scrum, I am gonna sign off. So uh good luck, Shine Ross app. Jeremy, ask the hard hitting questions. I'm not asking any yeah. questions. You gotta yeah, as of now to, I the media. Oh, you're just gonna let it roll. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he can. I don't see any media in here. So I don't even see Shazza in here. So, <laughs> well, so who knows sure, what the hell is going to go on? I'm sure here, this let's will see. go well. Let's check out our background here. There we go. 
Bam. Look at that. Awesome. All right, boys. Jimmy, how you Enjoy. Jimmy, how you feeling about the Oilers? Uh, I'm kind of boycotting <laughs> hockey until they fire Ken Holland. Oh, okay. Uh, can we uh claim the, the can we claim the guy that screwed somebody's mom on waivers? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> I, I told Sean about that. And you know what's funny about that, Sean? What? All they have said is that there was an issue on the road. They yeah. have not said what it was. So smoke well, fire? Listen, I don't know. I just I just am happy that we are a company that would not terminate somebody based on screwing somebody else's mom. Like that is that is not who we are as a people here at Fightful. So enjoy the media scrum <laughs> and uh I'll check it out later. I'll tune in. Thank don't you. Do that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check it out. Have fun, guys. Sh Jimmy. Shaz is late per usual. Bye, Jimmy. <laughs> what an unprofessional. Like, is anybody surprised? <laughs> so uh, the way this will work is uh, allegedly Shaza will show up here. Uh, I've seen no evidence to indicate that she actually will. But, uh, Jeremy, you, you can bring me in. Then you can bring Shaza in. We, we've got quite the lead in here. The hump is the lead in. You see the uh, the super chats over there. But uh, damn, at this point, I feel like you should probably just do a pre-show. <laughs> I was going to play some music, play some elevator music. Oh, yeah, you could. Oh, you <laughs> could, because I'm getting off screen. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Sean Ross Sap Shaza McKenzie media call. The match between Sean Ross Sap and Shaza McKenzie goes down. This weekend, this Saturday, December 2nd, Black Label Pro, Slamilton at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Money from this match will be donated to NAMI. Sean Ross Sapp making his return to the ring. Illustrious return after seven years away. Esteemed journalist, scoopster, the $5 man, Sean Ross Sapp. He'll be taking on Shaza McKenzie, the queen 
of OnlyFans, multi-time wrestler. <laughs> Black Label Pro, Slamilton, this Saturday, December 2nd. I want to thank everybody on the call for joining us for this very serious media call. Please remember to unmute your mic when you are on this media call. We This call will go approximately 10 minutes, and then we will get let everybody go. Please limit yourself to one question. Before we begin, let's bring on the competitors. First, Shaza McKenzie. I am a multi-time wrestler. That is a very accurate description. I appreciate that. Hello. Shaza, do you have any opening words for your opponent, Sean Rossap? Um, yeah, F that man. Her opponent, Sean Rossap. Sean? What? I'm, I'm here to prove a point. I'm here to prove a point, okay? When this match got announced, I said, and I quote, I'm going to show up and do exactly what Shaza does best. And after I'm done taking pictures of my ass for Instagram, I'm going to beat her in a wrestling match as well. Since then, I have done just phenomenal promo work. I brought Marco Stunt out of retirement. Got him got him out of his youth pastor job to, to come talk to me. I brought back faces that haven't been on Fightful in years. I got people from AEW, WWE, and Impact helping me, guiding me through this. And, uh, you know, I haven't wrestled in a long time. And the whole point of this is I just, I just want to show Shaza that I'm better at it than her. And we'll talk more about that here. But listen, I'm already a better Australian than her, as you can see. Do you really think that by wearing a like a kangaroo costume that you're like getting in my head and like and I'm just not, oh no he's got a kangaroo onesie on what will I do um, now I'm so distracted the mind games oh my god did you not just say that did you not just say oh no he's got a kangaroo suit on what will I do that is an actual quote that exists in the world that is now. an actual quote perhaps you should learn how to do media. Keep it to Saturday. Keep it to Saturday, folks. We have a long list of esteemed of, of, of media joining us. Again, please limit yourself to one question. Please unmute your mic in the chat. If you'd like to ask a question, please leave a super chat. It'll get your question read, and all the super chat money does go to Nami. So you can please don't punch your uh, camera again. Let's begin. Remember when you, you hit the camera and you destroyed yeah. your entire setup? Yeah, been the last time for a long time. My... Look at this. <sighs> well, let's bring in someone who was there for that incident from Indeed, Mike. Mike, go ahead. And after Mike, we will get to John Alba. Please have your question ready. Mike, go ahead. Uh, hi. Yes. Uh, again, great seeing you knock your monitors over. Uh, glad you didn't do it today. Uh, you've been calling out Shaza for yes. months, Sean. Uh, even engaging, you know, in the face to face as far back as April on Indeed. Uh. In this time, we've seen Shaza have a hardcore match, two street fights, two death matches. Uh, you've admittedly done zero preparation for this match. Mm -hmm. uh, what makes you think you have any chance on uh, at Slamilton? 
Well, that's sort of the point. That's that's the point behind all this. Like, I'm not going to pretend like Shaza is not my friend. I like Shaza a lot. And we would make little jokes like, haha, one day we're going to have a diner fight. And I guess it's not really her fault. But then at some point, people just started to be like, LOL, she's going to kick your ass. He, he, he. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, our joke is not your joke. So that's why I showed up at Black Label Pro to a, a huge ovation. Mm. Like, uh, Thunder Rosa called Thunder, me up and she's thunderous. like, God, that's it was thunderous. Exactly. And she called me up and she's like, that's bigger than any pop I've ever had. Uh, that def, that conversation happened. And on that day, I showed Shaza that I could just roll in the ring, hit her with the DDT. Like I could, it's good, but you know what? That, that wasn't enough for you, Shaza. You had to challenge me to a match too. Yeah. Cause you, you, attacked me after i'd already wrestled for like 10 12 minutes you just went out for, all you'd done that day was walk around that bloody convention being real effing annoying and interviewing everyone oh please i'm gonna hear with you and then you accidentally showed me how much money you make with fightful and now that's why i'm fighting you because you make too much money that's bullshit i want your money okay i just want your money okay. yeah well well that's what does what it say that now. i'm doing this i'm doing this for money. charity I'm doing this yeah, for I charity. charity. I don't want your charity money. I want that money to go to charity. I want... Next, we go to John Alba. After John Alba, we will we will go to Rob. John, go ahead. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, John. Okay. I think we've been muted. Good, good. Um, Shaza, I don't have a question for you because you're probably going to win. But um, Sean, we know there are a lot of fans around the world who are very interested in this event, especially in Canada. Uh, when will Slamilton be coming to Canada? Uh, I actually thought it was in Canada. I thought this was a Hamilton, Ontario reference. And so I was, I had my passport ready. I was good to go. Uh, I was ready to show the people of Canada something very special. And John, I know you got up and left. Uh, you, you certainly dressed for the occasion, but I know that, that I, I studied some of, some of your work uh, as you defeated Davey Ann. And I just want to say, uh, thank you for paving the way for marks to get on the other side of the guardrail. I really appreciate you sort of setting the stage for that. I'm humble. There's no follow-up comments. Next, uh, we go to Rob. He didn't ask you a question. Next, we go to Rob. Just... And then after Rob, we will go to Plugo. Rob, please ask your question. Hey, I'm just here to see if there's any pickles that are going to be given away after this shindig. Uh, Rob, it, it was great to see you at your Sergeant Slaughter booth this uh, weekend at WrestleCade. Uh, glad you. that glad that you and Lacey Evans made made good. But yeah, you want any pickles, Shaza? I do like pickles. I, that's one thing in America I can get. I can get on board with pickles in America. Women do love. Pickles. They're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're they're delicious. Yeah. They yeah they're pretty we. <laughs> Once we bury that, like once we beat the living crap out of each other, uh -huh. afterwards we'll, we can share some share some pickles. If you're not okay. too much of a sore loser, that is. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Next, I'll go to Plugo, we'll just... and then we have a writing question from the five star man. Plugo, go ahead. Is this is this uh, is this on? Is it me? Is it my turn? Am I ready? Okay, good, good, good. Um, Sean Ross Sapp, this is for you. This is a hard hitting question, sir. You've made claims that you and Dr. Marco Stun are doing steroids on a program. Can you speak on to what he's got you on? And if I could get any for my gut, see you Saturday. So uh, 
I had just been doing stairs for a while and I was like, man, my legs are so small. People on the internet are going to body shame me. I know it. Cause I mean, I'm sure they, they look are. great. They're going to do a lot of stuff, but I don't think that many people watching this, especially Shaza understand the, what I have to go through as a, as a white American man in wrestling. And Sometimes I felt like I just needed a little bit of help. Um, and Marco, unfortunately, did not provide that, which is it any surprise that he's out of the wrestling business with the way that he treated me and in, in in that call? I, I'm not surprised whatsoever. We now go to writing. Talking talking about talking about what you don't know my struggle. You don't wear these chains. We all know you're a drug fiend. We all know what you've done on the stream. We all know. We all saw it. So you you watch you watch my show then. Yeah, sometimes when it unfortunately pops up on my uh, little feed. Maybe I should have had one that says Shaza and SRS go over their match before three days before the show. Well, maybe you should have, but I'm not going to remember it. So. We now go to a write-in question from the five-star man. It says, my question for Shaza, which would be worse, losing to Sean at Slamilton or losing your chance to become the legitimate WrestleMax St. Louis Women's Champion champion to Sue Young on December 5th? I mean, losing to Sean Rossap is... Gonna happen. That, that would be embarrassing. That would be a career-ending loss. Um not being able to become the legitimate WrestleMax Women's Champion uh, against Sue Young, uh, whilst it would hurt me a lot because I am who should be the, the rightful champion, uh, losing to Sue Young wouldn't send me down the same spiral of depression and anxiety and, you know, um, life crippling, uh, what have I done uh sphere as losing to Sean Ross Sapp because Sue Young is a very talented We're not here to promote other she, wrestlers and other She followed matches. me on Twitter. She followed me on Twitter and Instagram this week, by the way, did Sue Young. And I just want to say thank you. We're here to yes. promote Black Label Pro Slamilton. Please keep it on topic. Yeah, St. Louis sucks. Right in from Jake Neal says Shaza, if SRS wears the kangaroo onesie during your match, will you be liable for animal abuse under Australian law? Uh, no. As the president of Australia, I get a uh, a pass on all animal cruelty to people wearing uh, kangaroo suits. Don't you all wide-eye me? I saw those wide-eyes. Wow. <laughs> the attitude of this man. I got to protect my Joey now. We now go to Greg Chair. You gonna bring a little Joey? There's actually one that came with this. Does it have a Joey? It did. I I lost it. It's it's been a while since I bought it. You lost your Joey. It's all right. Oh my god. Listen, listen, most Joey's most Joey's today are raised by TV anyway, so it's it's all good. No, no. You have to know where your Joey is. That's all. We now we now go to Greg Cherry, and then we will have a write-in question from John Taylor. Greg, hi Sean, hi Shaza. Uh, my question is this: uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the basement of the AFC North after losing to the Pittsburghs. Who we got next? We have a write-in question from John Taylor. There he is. He's back. Oh, uh, my question to you is: uh, How do you avoid uh, being an overhyped disappointment, much like the Bengals this year? 
Well, my gear is actually Bengals inspired. Um, I'm thinking about getting a Bengals inspired boomerang to attack Shaza with. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about not doing that because I'm pretty sure that she's adept at using a boomerang. I just, I genuinely have no idea what a Bengals is. You don't know what a Bengal is? I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know your American sports references. It's a tiger and it's not like they don't even have them here. What, what, I don't care about your weird sports team shit. Stop that. You have been to several sport, sport ball games of late. St. Louis rules. Every other team. I don't care. I don't know. I don't need that. We won't have lying on this media call. Yeah, I appreciate that. You keep muting me. What? John Taylor has a write-in question. My completely unbiased question is for SRS. It's not a matter of if you beat Shaza, but how quickly you plan on ending the match and show your superior wrestling skills. Well, the beauty of this match is it's a street fight. So if I want to show that I'm a better wrestler than her, I can. If I want to beat her mercilessly with weapons, like I've got plans. I'm going to bring thumbtacks. I'm going to bring a kendo stick. I'm bringing a boomerang. I have specific plans and visions in my head of using all of these. But also if I want to, I might hit like a really beautiful drop toe hold on her. I might do one of those. I might bust out some moves that people have never seen in wrestling before. Not the deadly drop toe hold. What will I do? Your toe will fucking hurt. That's what will happen. And you know what? You know what? I hope all your OnlyFans subscribers like that content in a soft cast on your ankle because your toe is going to be aching when I'm done with it. Okay, but there's definitely, definitely a market for that. So thanks. That's what I'm here for. Ryan Sullivan does ask, are boomerangs allowed? Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. So we're going to make sure there will be boomerangs because I I am going to get my hands on a boomerang. I'm going to throw it because i know how to throw a boomerang properly it's gonna whack him in the head and it's gonna come back to me and then that's it that's all i need to do right just hit him in the head with a boomerang get the right spot he'll be out cold we now go to kaden kaden hi can you kaden you gotta unmute your mic kaden you have to um i'm so kaden you've gotta un you've gotta unmute your mic i'm I'm trying is it can you hear me yeah there you go so Sean Ross Sapp and Shaza, you guys are making headlines, but someone else making headlines is Taylor Swift. Could you see yourself stepping in the ring with Taylor Swift? Um, is yeah, this for ta- me or for, for, for Sean? It's both I of us. You, you go ahead. I would never step in the ring with Taylor Swift because she's the queen, and we won't. We don't fuck with the queen. We we worship the queen. We embrace the queen we give her thousands of dollars of money because she needs more obviously yeah uh well a lot of people don't know this but back in nashville she actually babysat my kids uh for for quite a while so yeah i I would love to to work with taylor swift um do you think you're a double j is that what you think you are do you think you're jeff jarrett i'm better than jeff jarrett we have a write-in question from Triggered84. After the easy win versus Shaza this weekend, what's next for SRS in the world of pro wrestling? Are you the one under the devil mask? No, I'm not. I'm not under the devil mask. I am the new Second City Saint. Like because CM Punk is off doing other things, I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to lead things in, in Chicago and, and really show them, let them know that, you know what, if the CM Punk thing doesn't work out, I got their back. Lexington flies to Chicago direct. So uh, I, I'm open to doing some more, some more wrestling appearances, uh, specifically because people on the internet really like to cry about it. And that makes me very happy. We're now going to Ella I did, I did like that when everyone cried. <laughs> Ella! I, I have no idea what's going on. Shazza, you know I'm rooting for you, girl. I voted for you to win on that poll. Yes. Fuck Sean Ross Sapp. Um, Ella J knows what's up. Exactly. You're going to... We're, we're supposed to be unbiased media here. Please, please do not show bias during this call. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. We'll try, we'll try. I mean, what have you already covered? I don't want to ask something that's already been asked. What have you guys already covered? Sean Ross Sapp is on lo lots of drugs is what we've covered. Mm. Is, is Sean getting tested before this match? That's a good Drug point. Tested? Sean? Drug tested? Are we going to get tested for steroids? Because, you know. No, the only I'm, test I, I have. I know I'm 100% healthy and clean and there's nothing in my system. No, I'm not gonna do. Uh, I'm not gonna test for steroids. I'll I'll do the coke test though again. I'll I'll we'll do the cocaine cops. test again. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Test. I'll do. I'll I, take I, the test. I just want to say I found out a lot of people had very unhealthy colors of urine on that day when they were like, "Why? Why is your pee so clear?" And I'm like, "Y'all need to drink water at some point." Yeah, guys, water, very good. Yeah. Wait, Shazza, you got that Dasani water though. <laughs> No, this is Aquafina. Listen, okay. this is the I difference put, between. I, I it is, and at this point, it is like tap water that I've refilled like fifty times. I just I get one bottle and I keep on and keep on going. Here's the difference. I'm doing this for love of the game. I'm doing this for charity. Shaz is doing this for clout. She's trying to upgrade from Aquafina yeah. to Smart Water Cucumber Lime, like I can afford. Uh, I'm not doing this for money. I'm listen. I'm not getting an uh, offered a hot dog or a handshake for this match. Uh, Shaz is getting those and paid probably and put through a door and through thumbtacks and hit with a kendo stick and uh, the, the filthiest drop toe hold you will ever see from somebody from Kentucky. All these things are happening. Shazza, what weapons are you going to bring with you? What you going to do? Show us an eight by ten of her ass or something? I've got some weapons. I don't, I don't like those. Those are neatly wrapped too. I don't like those. They are neatly wrapped. It's like someone put them in a box and sent them my way just so I could hit you with them. Well, those are supposed to come to me. Well, uh, it's okay. I'll put them under the ring. We can just, we can see who gets to them first. Okay. Crazy 101 says, who will be put through a flaming table? I don't no know. One. No, absolutely no one. No one's going through a flaming table. Yeah, that that ain't happening. But I, I don't know the, yeah, the no, fire I, laws there. I, I would imagine the Bur, the I don't know how the Berwyn Eagles handle that. I, uh, there's no way the hit a death match at the Berwyn Eagles Club. So maybe if we pay the fine, they'll let us. But well, no I mean, flames. This, this no might fire. be death. This might... Hair, I have barely any hair as it is. I can't be risking getting this stuff burnt off. This might be a death for your career match. I mean, will there be a big Australian boot butt kicking? There will be. I'm not wearing any boots right now. Um, it's bare feet, and I can't give you bare, bare feet for free, so I can't show you that. Uh, but yes, there, there will be 
some big boot, big Australian boot um, kicking, and, butt kicking, and uh, there might even be um, some knives, maybe. Jake, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing wrestling shoes, so. Jake asks, Shaza, is it the concussions that make you think St. Louis has a good sports organizations, or are you just out of your mind? Oh, no, it's that I just know nothing about sport, and I live in St. Louis, and therefore the only sports I'm uh, being shown are St. Louis teams. So I have big, to. Big XFL fan here. Oi, I love the XFL. Well, no, listen, we, I've never watched an XFL game in my life. We signed the St. Louis Battlehawks uh, XFL quarterback to the Cincinnati Bengals. So look at that. Well, I'm proud of you because you Good. you don't even you don't live in Cincinnati. Why is why is Cincinnati your team? I live an hour from Cincinnati. I'm very close to Cincinnati. What? I have no concept of geography. Yeah, I, I live in a place that is geographically convenient, Shaza. This is how I make connections. This is how I'm out I'm out working. My place I is am, geographically convenient. No, it's not. I am I can three drive hours you in like four hours, mate. Because I'm geographically I can convenient. Just be at your house by the, but I could be at your house tonight. You gonna come watch Dynamite? Is that what you're door. gonna do? I could Brian Pillman you. I could do it. That is that is very sick and twisted uh, that you would. Bri- like, you oh, know, you mean the other Brian Pillman? Oh, damn it! We now go to a, a real journalist, uh, a, a an award winning journalist, someone who is finally respected and respectful on this call, Denise Salcedo. Denise, hey! Oh, oh thank goodness I came in here because I have one very important question. Will the winner of Sean Ross Sapp versus Shaza McKenzie, will the winner be facing Taylor Swift afterwards? Thank you very much. That's my most important question that I've got for today. It's a very important question. She clearly watches the product. Look at, look at, look at Denise waking up at the crack of one to be here. You really respect it. it. Look, She's got, she's a busy lady. She's she's actually like booked and busy. You know, I don't know if you know this about her. She she's, asked me if I had a tabby cat an hour like ago. She ain't busy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the winner will not be facing Taylor Swift because we love Taylor Swift. Well, and I'm the, I'm going to be the winner. So that's why I can answer no, this I would... question. Um, and Sean doesn't need to, because he's not going to win. I would face Taylor Swift in a heartbeat. You know how much money I would make doing that? I could say piss off to everybody. I'm just coming for your money. RF Gaming Channel just says thank you for supporting Nami with this. Well, They've this is with lovely. Support groups. Great job. Go Ravens. Ravens I can. I don't know who the Ravens are, but sure. Suck it. Go Ravens now. I like this guy, so go Ravens. Pogo asked, do you, do you need me to bring some skewers? What, why is everyone on? What is he doing? Is tail, tail. twerking? His tail wet. twerking? Damn right, there I am. This is the middle of the day. There are kids watching this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know a little bit about mature content, unlike some people. Do you need skewers, Sean? He doesn't need skewers. I need some skewers. Speaking of immature yeah, content, some, Kate. Do you want me to bring next? some skewers? No, please don't bring skewers. Let's Kate, do, do you have a question? Hi. Yes. Um, this one's for Sean. I. It's a two-parter. One. Why have- no two part questions? 
why haven't you fired Velveteen Dream? I think it's something that we need to discuss. And also, have you talked to, consulted, enlisted the services of, and I have to ask it, I know you probably can't reveal, but but Michael Dundee of Crocodile Dundee uh, in preparation for your match. Uh, well, I'll just say, you know, we, we've done an internal investigation, even though Velveteen Dream has never worked for us. Uh, I appreciate the fact that it's asked on every media call because that's the only thing that people should worry about. Uh, we have confirmed that he is, in fact, out of the wrestling business whatsoever and has no affiliation with Fightful. But um, I, I appreciate you asking because it's the responsible journalistic thing to do. Thank you. I don't remember the second part of the question. It's not important. Sean, after you win with an Australian destroyer, when is your only, only fan startings? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, my wife's a school teacher, so probably pretty soon. And Jake asks, Sean, will you blame your loss on the emotional stress the Steelers brought to you after they beat your Bengals again? The Steelers didn't bring any emotional distress. I fully expect the Bengals to lose almost every game. Uh, the only distress that I have associated with that situation is that I could have stayed in North Carolina and went to the Doja Cat concert that night. And instead, I came back uh, to Cincinnati to sit in the rain and, and watch that game. Guys, that's going to conclude this media call. Thank you for joining mm -hmm. us. Shaza, any final comments? Uh, one, I think this media call was quite biased, uh, considering it was on his platform uh, and everyone seemed to say that he was going to beat me, which is incorrect because the kendo sticks. He just has a onesie. I math it out, guys. I'm winning. I'm beating his ass. He's never going to step foot in the ring again when I'm done with him because I'm going to scare him so much and he's going to realize, oh, that's right. I am a little mark and I shouldn't be in the ring. I, the ring should be for wrestlers. So, you know. That's my final words. Yeah, that's what I think. I'll see. I'll see you Saturday. So, okay. So there, there are a few things I'm going to address here. First off, I will show you that I'm a real wrestler. Uh, we, we can start this match with a Greco Roman knuckle lock or a collar and elbow tie up. If you want, if that's, if that's what you want so bad, that's what we can do. Second off, you said on my platform, what else is going to be on onlyfans.com slash Shaza McKenzie. How would that yeah, look? We do what? Live stream. I do live streams on there. Yeah. All the time. What? What would I be wearing then? You going to complain about me twerking and showing my tail there? Yes. Well, that seemed very counterproductive to your business model. Don't give that well, way. I, I don't want that pointed anywhere near me while I'm talking about twerking. Thank you. Uh, please donate to NAMI.org. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Matt does have a late question. This is for you, Sean. Will you throw a kangaroo at Shaza for the win? Go SRS, who day? I am the kangaroo. That's me. I'm just going to. Please knock over your, your computer how you like, again. How you Please. Like that? Knock it over. Knock it over. Please. I beg you. I beg you. Oh, yeah. You're so, you're so tough. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. Stop twerking on camera. That. <sighs> Folks, thank you for joining us on this media call. We have a great lineup this Saturday, December 2nd, BLP Slamilton. It begins at 12 p.m. Central. It goes until maybe 12 p.m. Central, December 3rd, along with Sean Ross Sapp and Shaza McKenzie and a street fight. We have Hayden Backlin and Trevor Outlaw, Dex Royal, TJ Crawford, Gangrel is going to be there. 
Matt Cardona might be there. Maki Ito is supposed to be there. Josh Bishop is going to be there. It's a tremendous lineup that we have for everybody. Dirty Dango against Dan the Dad. Calvin Tankman against Matt Mikowski. Orlando Colon against Rico Gonzalez. Bangin' Matthews against Violence is Forever. Again, Black Label Pro Slamilton this Saturday, December 2nd, noon p.m. Central to noon p.m. Central, December 3rd. Check it out. Tickets are available at Black Label Pro, blpslamilton.com. Please join us there. I want to thank Sean and Shaza for joining us today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this call. Guys, tune in. Black Label Pro Slamilton to witness the epic showdown between Sean Ross Sapp and Shaza McKenzie in a street fight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.